this Real Talk episode, we are discussing spiritual integrity. We go there, you guys. We really call out some of the problems in this industry, in the spiritual, holistic, intuitive world, and really want to start a conversation about doing better. We also address the incredible controversy around our Grab Avoid Codes episode. This is Heather Wood and Jamie Hayhurst, and this is the Intuitive Girls Guide. Hey, Jamie, I think it's time for a Real Talk episode. What do you think? Oh, you know, I love a Real Talk episode, Heather. (laughs) Me too. I think we should talk about spiritual integrity and the issues with it in the world we exist in and work in. Yeah, and I think that this episode has the... We might make a lot of people mad today, so... What else? If you're new here, welcome and sorry. (laughs) But also not sorry. Not sorry. Well, I was going to say this like later on in the episode, but I think we should say it now. I feel as though a big part of my purpose, and I think your purpose too, Jamie, is to be at the start of change, to speak up when we see issues, because I always feel like part of my feeling of being a misfit is that like intuitively I shift lanes before most people do Uh Um, and not in necessarily like the cool kid way, sort of in like the um, way that pisses people off. I'm not sure what the name of that is, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, always. That's been my whole life is it it reads as problematic to people, but it's really how our in- intuitions work. And I think it's how a lot of the people who are listening, I think it's how their intuition works too. Agreed. Now, I also feel as though my purpose in life is to tell people, help people see and understand what intuition really is. Uh-huh. Keep, keep us away from this odd, weird reputation it's gotten. And I used to feel like I was trying to undo all this like old stuff. And now I feel like there's a lot of new stuff seeping in into sort of the spiritual, holistic, hippy dippy, intuitive world. And so I sort of feel like it's a good lane for me because that's, that's what I do. And that's what I'm passionate about. I think intuitive people were sort of, we used to be fighting this old idea that people had of us, but now we're fighting who we're becoming as a community. Yes. I think a lot of the things that we're fighting have like seeped into this world as it's gained popularity. And I want to speak more on that um, in the episode a little bit later, but I, I feel that both of our purposes have to do with really disrupting patterns that are unhealthy. And I, that's what we seek to do here. If that ruffles feathers, it ruffles feathers. Like, fine. It's it's going to ruffle feathers because I just think that that's the trajectory that we're on. And I think that it's becoming so prevalent in what we're seeing in, on social media and some of like the crowds that we observe. I mean, maybe we, you should just jump in and say what spiritual integrity is. Yeah. So spiritual integrity is, is really like checking in and making sure that what you're putting out into the world, what you're taking in and then putting out into the spiritual self-help holistic world that you've done like 
your due diligence on, that you know where it comes from, that you've researched it, that you know you're making sure you're not spreading harmful things. You're making sure you're not appropriating cultures. You're making sure that you're safely giving, especially self-help and intuitive information to people. And there's no policing of that in this world. And I, I, I'm not, I'm not someone who's like for that, I guess, but I am for people taking responsibility and having integrity and for celebrating those who go that extra mile. And honestly, to the point now of just blatantly calling out people who aren't. Right. And I think that if you're going to consider yourself a part of the wellness community, you know, I say that with like air quotes, because there really is no like standard term. You and I are always kind of like bouncing between terms. Um, But if you're going to be considering yourself a part of that, then you need to be behaving in a way that like is healthy for people and healthy for yourself. Especially Um, if you're giving advice to other people. Right. There's got to be more of of that. And I want to talk about that in a minute too. I also want to mention as we're getting started here, before we jump into like my first bullet point, (laughs) you're going to have a lot of great things to say about it. Um, I also want to mention that the reason for the timing of this episode being now, um, we did an episode Uh episodes ago about the grab avoid codes. Yes. And we caused, we wreaked some havoc, Jay. Yeah, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. You're you'll hear like where the sort of moral and ethical dilemma is that we presented for people and it caused such a shit storm especially <laughs> on TikTok that this I mean this was going to be something that Heather and I were going to talk about at some point. It was on our list of topic of episode topics. But this grab stuff, it had, it pulled it right to the forefront for us. It really red flagged the problems in this wellness community that we're seeing. Yes. And so I want to, I'm going to tell you all what happened um, in a bit more detail when we get further into the episode, but I want to say exposing this and calling this out. I mean, I get a lot of like hateful mean messages just for being like an intuitive person, like whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, just social media is full of trolls. So that's, that just happens. And, you know, I, I'm okay with that. I think I handle that pretty well. Um, I've never gotten that level of like hatred and threats and, and meanness and right. Well, my gosh. So we'll get into that, but I want you, first of all, I'm not asking for sympathy for that. Like I handle that, but it really highlighted this issue that we're talking about today for me. Yeah. And I think that that's like how, when we talk about using intuition in a practical manner, it wasn't like this shitstorm brewed and you went into this like sunken place of feeling sad. We used that information. We used our intuition as, all right, we're not, you know, we see that this is a problem. So how can we, with our intuition and our intellect, use this to help Yes, people rather than like, you know, replying and arguing back and fighting back and making it this big thing. It's like, this is obviously being drawn to our attention because it has to be addressed. So here we are. There's clearly a problem here. So we're here to address it. Right. (laughs) Right. Okay. Let's jump in with my, my first bullet point. So this is real talk. So we haven't, we haven't planned this out, but I, you know, I can't exist without bullet points. So I love a bullet point. I love a bullet point. Okay. So my first one is about cultural appropriation. 
And I'm, I know I wanted to start you off really ready to go. Um, and first of all, it's a gigantic problem in the spiritual wellness, holistic world, gigantic, like crazy problem. It's at the top of my list of problems. <laughs> yes. Um, and I wanted to talk about it and I wanted to put it right at the beginning of this episode because I, I also wanted to just briefly tell my own story a little bit as a white girl who in her past has culturally appropriated um, in the learning in that so that my hope is that if you're listening to this and you're, we're going to go through some of these points, they're going to trigger you, especially if you're a white woman. (laughs) They are going to. Um, So my hope is that if maybe I, I tell you like that I haven't been perfect Um, And that this was what my experience felt like coming into this world about 15 years ago and and what happened. I'm not excusing the behavior. It's, it's not okay, but I want you to hear that. Like, it's also been a journey for me. I don't want it to, I don't want this episode to sound like two perfect people preaching to everybody else. I I want you to sort of hear my story and maybe in your, in my story, you'll hear, where you could have gotten trapped and why you may have sort of gone down the road in in a weird way. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So I want to start the cultural appropriation talk with a TikTok that I actually sent you yesterday. Oh God, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I did. I watched it. Yes. It so, was rough. Will you sort of explain what the TikTok, what was going on in the TikTok, and then I'll, I'll sort of jump in. Uh, it was two white girls who dressed themselves up in the clothing of the of Polynesian people. It was and like they, lion slash native culture. Going. It was a, it was a ripoff of both. They did both, mm-hmm. um, and they took a song of Hawaiian people. They sang it. In the, in the Hawaiian garb um, and sang it and used it like as if they were the, bringing love. It was that whole like really yucky bringing love and light to the world trope, you know, which in theory is great. But there are these two white women literally stealing the cultures of other people and doing it in the name of love and light, which just neutralizes the entire intent. Yes. I wanted to use this video to start because it triggered me for all of the reasons you're saying, but also it triggered in me this feeling of me 15 years ago. I wouldn't have done that, but I, I could have seen myself attending that and not seeing the problem. Exactly. So that's why I want to start there. So just like Jamie said, there was appropriation of Hawaiian culture, which is also native culture. Yes. Um, and it wasn't, it isn't just they're singing a Hawaiian song. They're singing like a Hawaiian prayer and affirmation. Yes. There's like native drumming going on at the same time. There's all kinds of. Is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cringy. It's right. Cringy. It was very cringy. And, and I need, I need to say right now before you go that no one's asking for perfection. No. Correct. And what you would have done 15 years ago. Again, we're not excusing it, but I'm saying that was 15 years ago. So like we, we know we have 15 more years of, of work that hopefully, as white people, we've done. Hopefully, as wellness people, as people working in the wellness community, hopefully we've done that 
work as a collective, you'd think that we'd be in a farther place. You would think so. I don't think we have done enough of that work. No. Yeah, you would think so. And yeah, I'm not trying to say like it was 15 years ago and and that makes it okay. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say it's the same as if it happened now. Um, And again, I wouldn't have led that. No. (laughs) I would have attended it and not seen, I don't think I would have seen the mistake. I'd like to tell you that I would have seen why it was wrong, but I, I'm, I don't think that that's actually true. Okay. So when you sort of have a story like mine, which just briefly is like growing up, I am a, if you haven't seen a picture of me before, I'm like, if you look up white girl, American white girl in the dictionary, that's exactly what I look like. (laughs) I have blonde hair, I have blue eyes, and I have very pale white skin. I grew up in American white culture. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, in the way that I grew up, and I mention this because I think it's, I know other people feel this way too. Mm-hmm. My ancestors had no interest in keeping any sort of like, like, let's just keep it all in the Irish or all in the Scottish or all in the Brit. Like they right. spread it around. So right. you look at my ancestry pie chart. There's, it's like everything. And it's very hard for me to identify with a culture. Right. Other than white American girl. <laughs> right. So even for instance, the, the largest thing on my ancestry chart is Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Like my maiden name is Silva. I, I know, like, I love Portuguese food. I can say a few words in Portuguese, but even that is like the furthest I go into understanding that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I don't look Portuguese. I'm very aware now of the way that I look. Now I'm also Native American. I'm also Wampanoag, but a small percentage. And the way I look matters. I don't look like a Wampanoag. I don't look like, like all of the things that I am. I look like the same girl who's, you know, spouting all of this cultural appropriation and shaming people. I look like her. Right. And there's a responsibility in that, whether you like it or not, there is. Okay. Exactly. Now, when you grow up without a real tie to a specific culture, you really sort of get trapped in this thing of, of being susceptible to this real conqueror mindset, this white privilege, this you, you really do. And it's not an excuse. I'm just saying you don't have an appreciation for other cultures as much as maybe other people who are, are raised in those. Or you start to have an appreciation for them and have that conqueror mindset that like you can just take it, that you can just, you can appropriate that. Like I, you can bring that into your life without actually learning about it or showing any respect, you know, energetically or financially to another p- culture. Yes. I actually grew up in a very diverse family. Be- again, I told you my ancestors have no interest in staying in like their own, like, hmm like culture, which is great. I love that. But I grew up that way, but I'd never had that understanding, like you're saying. And once, no, I think I was born questioning the patriarchy, to be honest with you. But by the time I got into my early twenties and really started to separate myself from, and this isn't anti-religious, but from, from Christianity, from this like patriarchal capitalistic whole thing, once I started to have that sort of awakening 
Uh I jumped into the spiritual holistic world as this like intuitive person. It was so nice to go into this world where being different was okay. And a lot of people were the same kind of different as me. It was great. Uh When I entered that world, that world was cultural appropriating, like no problem. No one was calling that out. It was just being done. Doesn't make it okay, but it was being done. Like no one was being like, oh, maybe before you, you know, go sage somebody's house, you should make, have an understanding that it's native American culture. And there are certain kinds you shouldn't use and certain ones you should use. And you should most likely learn this from a native American person. None of that existed. Right. But that's why we're telling the stories because your story is like so many people's story about learning these types of things and, and not having any guidance and not knowing what they're doing. Exactly. So you enter this world and there's this beautiful feeling of like, look at all these other cultures that you start to get mad at white people. (laughs) You are, but you start to see this like patriarchal society that you get angry with. You start to pull away from it and you start to go and start appreciating all of these other cultures and the things that they have that are outside of this weird, strict, patriarchal colonizing mindset Mm-hmm. And you just jump in and you, there's no one going, here's the line of appropriation. That, that conversation wasn't happening again, no. make it okay. Right. You start doing it. So like even up until a couple of years ago, I was doing, I had become certified in something called um, spirit and totem animal work. Yeah. And I thought I'll, I learned this from a native American directly. Like I took the class, it was an online class. So directly, but that's as directly as it was. And I thought that that made it okay for me to then go out and offer those kinds of readings to people. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. That's not okay. And it was as easy as like learning that and going, Ooh, this feels uncomfortable. And I've made a mistake here and I need to do it. But what, what could I do instead? Being educated in pagan culture, which again, if you're in the spiritual world and you're not, that's a red flag for me. You you need to know where this stuff's coming from. Yes. Not in a minute, but it went to going like, you know, what would be acceptable to, to say like, let's look at what your familiar is because that's very rooted in like British pagan stuff. I am very British and I appear very British. So like is appropriate. I'm not appropriating that culture by offering that. That's okay. So it's about making those adjustments and being able to say, I have made a mistake and maybe asking yourself some questions like, does this feel okay? What, how would I feel if this was reversed? Really looking at it and really understanding that your good intentions are not enough. Right. And that's what integrity is. That's what we're, that's why we're bringing it up is because you are presenting yourself to the world and you're presenting yourself in, I'm assuming in a manner that like you want to help people or you want to heal people or you want to show them this different way of living than the typical traditional patriarchal things we've all learned in this culture. But you need to have integrity in doing that. It almost feels a little bit like like the Wild West, like there are no rules. And now it's all starting to unravel because people are just doing whatever they want and not not giving credit where credit is due. Yes, you can literally just like watch one video about something and go off and pass yourself off as an expert and use it to either get likes or to make money or to do all of this stuff with no actual knowledge of its roots, like zero research being done. I think 
the thing that quote unquote saved me is that by heart, I am a researcher. <laughs> like, right. If you listen to the podcast, you, know. Right. you know that I do that. So there in doing that, you, you gain a bit uh, or a lot of knowledge. And so when you go out to do stuff, you make sure that you're, you're well-educated in what you're talking about. Now I'm also as a woman frequently challenged in whatever I'm saying. So I like to have the information. Right. Right. But I, I really can't stress enough that just because you had a good intention when you put that out to, to give an alternative to patriarchal thinking or hustle culture or religion or whatever, doesn't make it okay that you did it. That's not enough. Right. And the rules still apply to you too. So when we talk about that hustle culture and the Rachel Hollis episode, Go listen to that if if you haven't heard that. I mean, that's a perfect example of someone who made a mistake. And instead of just pumping the brakes, looking at it up and apologizing, she dug her heels in because she got defensive. And I think that a lot of people in this wellness culture, this wellness community, we have the propensity or, you know, it's possible that we might do the same thing. We have to check ourselves before we get to that point of no return. Yes. And we have, you have to be open to being checked <laughs> and, and criticized. Yes. You have to do something. And when somebody says, Hey, that's not okay. Instead of just going right into defense mode and feeling right. threatened and whatever else you're feeling, take a moment and take a look and educate yourself and listen, I get the defensive thing. I get it. I, I very much do get feeling defensive. The way that I end up feeling defenses, defensive is that people are going to ruin the reputation of intuition and the spiritual world. Like I get defensive in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also understand getting defensive when someone says you made a mistake in, in any part of the world. But you have got to be able to hear that and to correct it because that's what's being asked of us right now. If you call yourself intuitive, if you say you're, you know, in line with the energy in the world right now, then you know that that's the work we need to be doing right now. Right. And if you're not doing that, then you're not actually paying any attention to the energy going on. Right. Well, and to that exact point, I do the opposite of Heather during a real talk episode is that I don't, I don't prep at all (laughs) (laughs) because I just know I'm going to be fired up and I'll just say whatever I have to say. Um, Which is why we love you. Yes. (laughs) But today, the, the only two points that I had coming into this episode are about cultural appropriation and this wellness community, this intuitive community, whatever we're calling it, Today, in particular, there are two examples I want to bring to our audience. I want you all to hear this. Well, first of all, in India, there's a, a pandemic. There's a global pandemic that's happening, and it's absolutely decimating the country of India. It's heartbreaking. And the fact that it isn't kind of more at the forefront of the news and what we're all talking about is baffling to me. Right. And what I'm seeing on social media and through all these channels of people that I follow, these, you know, influencers, these healers, these people who take Indian culture, who practice yoga, who do like Ayurvedic medicine, who do all this Indian healing. They're silent. It's It's like crickets chirping. 
I don't understand. And then, then I see Indian women who are again, part of the wellness culture also. And they're saying, Hey, we need help. I need you white women to speak up and to stand up and donate some money and get your, get your, your pages, all your followers to, to help this, help our country. And they're getting eviscerated. Mm -hmm. It's not only, then it's like, not only crickets chirping, then it's like, it's angry mob. Yeah. It's, it's, that goes beyond cultural appropriation that, that's just like, how do I take from whatever's around me to serve myself and no one else? That's like straight up uh, conqueror mindset. Right. Like that, that's exactly what that is. And it, it cannot go on like that. It just can't. No. And today, May 5th, depending on when you're listening to it, today when we're recording is um, Missing Murdered Indigenous Women's Day. I saw that. There, indigenous women are are going missing. They're coming up murdered. And this wellness community, again, loves to take a smudging ceremony, which is, which is only for indigenous cultures. And they love to take the practices and the rituals. And then when indigenous women need our, our voices and our help, crickets chirping again. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're like me and you found the spiritual intuitive world as a way to escape what you saw wrong with the world. And you went like, Oh, this is where I want to be. This is like where we help each other rise up where it's not all about patriarchy and all this kind of stuff. But then you come in here with your patriarchal capitalist (laughs) conqueror mindset then you're just bringing that gross stuff into it. Like you can't say, Oh, love and light. We have to lift each other up and be preachy like that, but then do nothing when your, your sisters in your community are asking you for help. That right. makes no sense. I mean, and if you're talking about energy and intuition, this sort of like give and take and balance of energies, you know, you can't just only take from people. You can't only take from other people and other cultures and other practices and not give back. You have to give back. And and that's how you do it is by showing up for other people who need you. Yeah. Otherwise, why are you here? Right. Well, and otherwise it's all bullshit. <laughs> exactly. it's all, like, everything that you say is love and light. Love and light isn't just like sitting and meditating. Love and light is showing up for someone. Love and light is like showing up and speaking for someone who feels like they're not being heard because of the color of their skin or because of whatever their government is doing to them. Yeah. You can't have namaste in the name of your business and be ignoring the fact that India is dying. needs your help. It does not take much, really. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take much at all. No. I feel like this is a good segue to talk about what happened with the grab of oikos. I mean, I need I need a drink of water. It's so it's so frustrating. And I, I don't even I shouldn't even be frustrated because it didn't happen to me. It was you on your TikTok page, but as your friend and as <laughs> it's just gross. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. And it did happen to us because it was our podcast episode. We were talking about it. It was just you know, I run the TikTok page and it was my face up there and on there. But okay. So if you, if you haven't listened to the grab avoid codes episode, after this episode, 
go back and listen. It, it's, I think that you'll enjoy it anyways. Right. Um, and, and the thing that is, is really interesting to me is that we spent a lot of time in that episode really carefully presenting our information. Yep. And so what I did on my TikTok page, which I used to promote um, the podcast amongst just like, I don't know, I do an energy forecast for astrology each week. I don't know, like I, but it's mostly for the podcast. I did a video, a couple of videos about the grab avoid codes, letting people know like, Hey, I know this is trendy, but like, we gotta, we gotta be done with this. Like this is okay. Um, and I said what we found on the podcast episode, which is that Grigori Grabovoy is a really sketchy, awful person who has gone to jail. He's out now, but he went to jail on 11 accounts of fraud, including being like a cult leader, having a pyramid scheme and, um, scamming grieving mothers who just lost their children in a hostage crisis out of money. (laughs) And that, that wasn't enough. And and I, we should say that you said that in the TikTok, you didn't, you weren't being sort of vague to get people to go listen to the podcast. You weren't leading people, you know, to be controversial. You literally said those things and people still dug their heels in to be like, no, love this shit. Yes. Now I expected some, um, like resistance. I did. I, because it's so trendy on TikTok. It's like becoming the cool thing. And I hadn't seen anyone speaking out against it at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not expect the level of resistance and like hate towards me because I said it, that was shocking. And there's so many pieces of it that are shocking and I don't want to go into every single one, (laughs) but I do want to hit on a couple of points because it's really pertinent to this conversation. Exactly. The first one is, is that people were saying that I was a liar and that uh, they were questioning my research and my information, although it was cited in the podcast and explained, and then also in show notes, um, right away. Right. And without doing their own research that they had clearly not done already, even though they were promoting something because they felt like the using the codes worked. They wanted so badly for the codes to magically fix their lives, which Mm -hmm. we talked about in the grab avoid episode is that's not even actually how it works, Mm -hmm. but they wanted that so badly that they didn't care that a was connected to a cult leader, shady dude. And B they didn't care that they were ripping another human being down about it. Exactly. They, they they're and so, like not wanting to admit that they were promoting something to other people that was harmful, that they would instead want to question my intelligence, question my integrity. Were asking me for like, you know, what's your bio? Where did you, and again, it was all cited for everybody. You can find all of that information if you want, instead of going like, interesting, let me take a look. That wasn't what happened. Now, first of all, if you're promoting, if you're just doing them, if you're doing the codes and you weren't paying attention, still not good, but okay. But if you were promoting them to other people, and some people have TikTok pages dedicated to these codes yep. without having done research, that is just you being really like not having spiritual integrity. Like you don't know what you're promoting. Like that's great. right. You can't you can't just take something and then spread it out and disseminate it to other people and teach it to other people and not know what it is. You wouldn't be allowed to do that in like the muggle world 
No. Why should you be able to do it here? Exactly. Now, in their in their defense of their codes that they loved, it was very clear to me that they knew nothing about them. So they did not know that frequency and numerology and using those things to heal have been around forever. We've covered that in the podcast. I, I brought it to Egyptian, ancient Egyptian culture. So it's not that frequency and numerology are bad. Those are great. Also said that in the TikTok, by the way, not heard. Second, people were referring to Grabovoy, Grigory Grabovoy, as if he was ancient himself. Yeah. So they don't even know that he's still alive. Like he's in right. his 50s. He's not that old. Like, so they don't even know that. Yet they're still in just defense mode attacking. Right. Not showing any spiritual integrity. Exactly. Now let's talk about this doesn't exactly fall into a cultural appropriation here, but it it's like a it's like a sidestep away. There were many people messaging me and commenting who were Russian or who had family in Russia saying that they had tried to say, please don't promote this guy in Russia. We know that he is this really awful cult leader, terrible person. And these people are promoting and not listening. Like, thank you for saying this. And they're saying it in the comments and they're saying it to me. And they're like, it's so frustrating. So (laughs) people who are Russian or have ties to that are watching you right. do this going like, why are you promoting a bad person? Like that we all already know, like you, you've literally done, you, you literally don't care that it's triggering to people from Russia that you're promoting this, this criminal who hurts people. Right. And all of this, all of that is the antithesis of intuition. Mm-hmm. Like just doing something only for yourself for the sole purpose that it, it pleases you. You think it's going to be, you know, a get rich quick scheme or get whatever quick scheme. That's not how intuition works. No, there is no quick trick. There's no magic tool. You can't use a series of numbers and become a millionaire just by using a series of numbers. None of that is real. And if you're promoting that, it's, I'm not surprised (laughs) that you are mad at me because I said, this is no good. Like, right. That's tough. Now, the other thing that I'll say, I want to say a lot of things, but I'm going to wrap it up to one more point when it comes to these codes. <laughs> I have a lot of anger about it. Um, <laughs> there, So if you're familiar with TikTok, you can do something called stitching or duetting. So right. this is that um, duetting is like being side by side with another video and sort of reacting on camera to what someone's saying, maybe adding in a point or two or nodding, or sometimes there's words on your screen and right. would be playing a piece of another video and then adding your own, uh, video to the end of that. Right. My videos are, that happens to them and that's great. No problem. <laughs> this time people were taking what I was saying, taking a little clip of it. And then talking about how awful I am and what a terrible person I am and that like I'm out just for my own gain to promote my podcast and that none of this is actually true. So not only are they just disagreeing, they're now actively taking the person, the messenger right? and trying to, now I don't care. Like, I don't want anyone to read this as me being upset. Even Jamie's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Um, I care. Yeah, I care. I care. But like, I, I see it for what it is. I, I understand people well enough to see what's happening. And I'm right. 
if it takes people trying to like drag me to get the information out into the world, fine. Like <laughs> it, that's fine. Right. We'll be right back after this short break. You guys have heard our ad for Restoration Coffee. So we thought we'd do a quick Restoration Coffee Real Talk or Resto Real Talk. What do you think, Jay? Well, I mean, I love Real Talks. And <laughs> I love Restoration Coffee. So this is really like where I where I live. Yeah, it, it's, it's a good lane for us. <laughs> this is my lane. <laughs> well, the first thing that I love about Resto that I think everyone needs to know, here in Massachusetts where we live, there are a ton of coffee shops, but there aren't actually a ton of great coffee shops. Resto is a great coffee shop. The baristas know what they're doing. They know what they're making. They understand the science of it. They're not just like pushing buttons and coffees dumping out. They're really making excellent high quality coffee. They are. They're the best. So good. And then the, beyond the baristas and what you're getting, you can also get the beans. Yes. And oh my God, it's the best coffee, don't you think? Yeah. And like they're roasted themselves. Resto roasts their own beans. They're ethically sourced. They're not dunked in syrup or whatever happens to make like crazy flavors. Like they're really great, high quality, high end beans that you're getting. And you don't even have to be from around here to get them. You can order them from wherever and they'll ship them to you. And then the other thing I realized after going there so much was that a lot of places offer vegan or gluten-free or dairy-free stuff. And whenever I see it, I'm always like, I don't know if I want that. Suspicious. When I go to Resto, a lot of the times I order things and they're already gluten-free and dairy-free and I don't know it and they're delicious. Like they're just so good. It's so good. Even if you don't have a reason for needing to not have that stuff, have it. It's delicious and you'll feel great after you eat it. Yeah. So it's like this magical blend of taking care of people that need certain dietary help, but also making it really delicious too. Exactly. All right. I'm sold. Let's go. Let's go to Resto. You're saying you, I'm wrong and that these codes are fine and that this guy is fine and that I've made it up. And instead of stopping and looking it up yourself and seeing what you think and checking in with yourself, instead, you just try to make me an enemy as a distraction to the fact that you're the person with the issue. Right. <laughs> there lies the problem. Yes. And it's not just with this and it's not just with me. It's everywhere. It's like when, if someone, if a native person speaks up and says like, that's inappropriate, like that's appropriation. Like I watched a video the other day when they're like, Hey, can we stop using the word savage? It's not okay. And I was like, Ooh, I know I don't use that word, but I have a t-shirt that says it as a like with a lyric of a song. I didn't see it. I didn't really think about it that much. And just go, instead of being like, that's fine. What are you talking about? And like dragging that person to go, oh, this is hurting people. Let me look into this. That's where we need to go. But that's not what people do. Because I looked at his comments and people were just like trying to make fun of him saying he didn't know what he was talking about. Whoa, slow your roll with that reaction. You just look foolish, honestly. Right. And that's where the, like the dissonance comes in is that you're, you're projecting one part of yourself to be, you know, this healer or this love and light type of person, or I want to help you do better, but then you're dragging someone else about something. I mean, it, it, they're incongruous. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And so rather than they think they're projecting this 
image of them being experts or pros or, or look at this idiot that I'm stitching her video. They're really making themselves look really, really bad. Yeah. If you're stitching or putting stuff up to make fun of other people and you're calling yourself like spiritual, holistic, well, like, no, if you're calling people out for making mistakes, that's a very different thing, but you're not being love and light. You're not coming from a place of, of change. You're just trying to be right. Right. That has, there's really no place for that. that. That's not helping anybody. It's only fluffing up your own ego, really. Right. And it's only to people on the outside of this community confirming the doubts they've had about people who say they're intuitive or people who say they work with energy. You're, you're just confirming all the bias against us. Exactly right. Exactly right. And there are some of us who are fighting so mother effing hard. I just really had to kiss that swear coming out of my mouth. So hard to be like, that's not what this is. So when, when people are loudly not having integrity, not doing any research, not doing the smallest amount of due diligence, not correcting the mistakes that they're making, blaming all of that kind of stuff. It is enraging because I don't know, I'm, I'm freaking exhausted. <laughs> like, God, it's so much work. Right. Well, just because they're, just because we're doing something different than what our society has always done, doesn't mean that there are no rules. It doesn't mean that you can just do whatever you want. This actually re- reminds me <laughs> of my problem that you and I had with the Enneagram test. (laughs) If you listen Mm -hmm. to that episode, like that was where I messed up my Enneagram test was like, are you a rule follower or are you not a rule follower? And like, generally, no, I'm not. But I want people that there is a certain protocol to follow when you're teaching people, right? There is a certain like moral and ethical obligation when you're teaching someone something or you're showing them something or you're an influencer and you have X amount of followers, there is an obligation to know what you're talking about and to be doing the right thing and to not be harming other people. Yeah. The very definition of being an empath <laughs> right, is to care about the, the well-being other of other people. And right. if you've got to check in with yourself, if your whole thing is wrapped up in likes or not being able to admit, admit that you're wrong, very right. policy in my opinion, being super defensive, not admitting to a mistake, not acknowledging your privilege, you've got to check in with yourself. You're getting far away from what an empath really is, if that's what you're right. Thinking. Like break the paradigm, smash the patriarchy, do all this shit, do it. I will, Heather and I will cheer you on loudly, but you got to do the work. You have to do the work to make sure what you're saying and what you're doing and what you're promoting and what you're making money off of (laughs) is legit and that it's fair. Yes. I'm giggling because when Jamie gets super fired up, she puts her hands next to her mouth, like they've become a megaphone. (laughs) And she just did that. And I I live for when she gets like ragey like that. So that's why I was giggling at what you said, but 100% right. 100% right. No one's going to come around and say, Hey, this isn't how we do stuff here. You're fine. Or we'll take away the imaginary license that you don't have. But people like me and people like you, Jamie, are going to speak up when we see those kinds of things because we are protecting something much bigger. Right. Because you are not. You're not protecting. And you're teaching 
that terrible stuff to other people and you're going to, they're going to then continue to harm indigenous people or people, Indian people, or all the people you're, if you're harming people and you're teaching other people to harm those people, we're going to have to speak up. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, you can't come into this world and go like, Oh, I'm so glad to be away from that patriarchal colonizing mindset and then bring it here and not expect to be called out on it. Correct. Exactly. You don't, you can't use this, this life as a bubble to avoid the patriarchy. Mm -mm. You have to go out and continue to break other people free of the patriarchy. And before you do that, you got to do your own work. You got to break your own stuff. We still catch it. I still catch it, Jamie. I still see it. I still feel it. I still hear that old script in my head. I have to fight it all the time. Remember in um, Glennon Doyle, we love her, um, her book Untamed, when Mm -hmm. she was telling that story, she does it so much more eloquently than what I'll do right now. But if you have not read that book, go and read that book. Do it now. She talks about white privilege and systematic racism and and sort of like different kinds of racism in this really, this way that was really helpful to me. And one of the things she talked about is it was like just the fact that we watched cops growing up, you know, that show. And it was basically white cops arresting black men. And that was like entertainment. Exactly. And as a kid, even until I like read that, I was like, I didn't see it. I was blind. I have my white blinders on. I didn't know. You're not supposed to know. That's part of the coding. That's how the patriarchy and white supremacy work is that they code it into all of the systems and all of the everyday activities, every single aspect of life, white supremacy is coded into our lives. And so no one's ever free of it. It it has to constantly be work that you're doing to un do it in your system and you should be catching yourself and you should never be presenting yourself as someone that's free of it because that is a lie. It's impossible. It's constant work. And listen, I'm not asking anyone to feel bad for white people who have to do constant work. That's the last thing I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you've got to, you've got to show up for it. You've got to continuously do it. I I think I've shared this story before, but a couple of years ago, Um, I was corrected by someone. So I used to, when I would see someone, I'd be like, Hey girl, Hey boy, what's up? Like I would say it like that. And someone said, um, actually, I'd rather you not say, Hey girl to me, that that's not my pronoun that I don't like that. Oh, went, Holy shit. No, I, I remember feeling a bit of resistance, like thinking like, I didn't mean to do anything wrong, but I listened. Yes, you did. And I went, oh, and so I stopped. And now I say, hi, friend, to every single person. That is such an easy thing to do. That is like the bare minimum. I had to change a word. Right. All Just by changing a word, it stopped me from possibly making somebody feel uncomfortable. That's such a little ask. Yeah. And wouldn't you want someone to do that for you? I mean, if you're truly an empath, wouldn't you want someone to do that for you? Yes, I would. I've re- yeah, I've very it. I would love that. It's, it's just these little things that you, you, you've got to do. No one's asking you to be perfect. We're just asking you to show up to do the work. That's it. Just show up. You're going to screw up. We've said this so many times. It always comes up in our episodes. You just got to show up. You're going to, you're going to make mistakes. Even if, if you're, if you're, if you're a black person 
or if you're a person of color or if you're an indigenous person, you're going to make mistakes too when you show up for other communities. Yeah. Other like that aren't white people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all going to make mistakes. You have to show up. Yeah. Show up and listen. Yep. Show up and make sure that you are listening more than you're speaking. If it's something that is not your, your culture, your lane, your whatever, listen. Right. Yeah. Like your gender, your orientation, yeah. your sexuality. Like if it's not something that you're, you know about just show up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. We need more accountability. We need more integrity. We need more people going like, let me educate myself about this before I just go promote it to other people. Let me do these things and let me, let me think about the impact. And if someone speaks up and says, you know, maybe you didn't bother doing the research, but I did. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or if I show up and say it, instead of being mad at me, maybe go. And some people did. I don't, there was a lot of good feedback too. I don't, I don't want yes, to like, acknowledge that. But, you know, instead, like, think like, oh, I'm glad she brought that to my attention. Now, listen, I've seen stuff that I was like, oh, gosh, and then looked into it and gone, oh, that's not true. <laughs> that's right. Not right. Especially in the intuitive world. And the thing that comes to mind most is in the intuitive world, there's this real resistance to science and there's this real resistance to the medical community, which we have covered in an episode. Also, go back and listen to and, and vaccines and all of that kind of stuff going in, like hearing something. Sometimes I've gone like, Oh my God. Yeah. And then researched it myself and been like, Oh no, that's complete misinformation. So you have to do your own looking. Right. Which is what we wanted the people who were mad about the grab episode to do. Yeah. You have to say, we, we, no one has to take our words for as gospel. Of course not. Take what we say, and if if your hackles raise, then go do your own due diligence, look it up, and then you can decide if we're idiots or not. But like, don't just jump in the comments and start ripping people apart, you know? Yeah, and that's way easier to do. That's you know a distraction to like you know try to pick a fight with with me or anybody else on social media than to like actually do your own work. Right. Like, listen, I've had sketchy patriarchal white supremacist men in my inbox for a good solid 10 years on the regular. Like I know know what that's like. I know where it comes from. I know how to fight it, but this wasn't just that this wasn't just people who are agents for the patriarchy arguing with me. I'm used to that. That's normal for me. This was people in my same community trying to bring a very patriarchal colonizer mindset into it. And that just hits a different chord for me. Right. We thought these were our people and, and they were not. Right. And I will continue to call you out. It does not matter how many messages you send to me or to right. Jay or to the podcast or to TikTok or to whatever channel of social media, you are only fueling us to continue to speak out. P.S. Mic drop. <laughs> I want to bring in the girl boss thing here a little bit because it has, especially with the Rachel Hollis, again, listen to that episode. If you haven't, I think it's, I think it's really pertinent to this conversation. Yeah. Um, the girl boss thing has swept in, in the last, I don't know, year or two really into the spiritual world. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think girl boss has been building for longer than that, but that sort of crossover overlap into the spiritual world definitely over the last year or two. Yeah. 
we need to we need to see this for what it is. This and I'm going to I'm going to put an asterisk and I'm going to say something else about it after and I'm going to explain what it's not, okay? But yes. girl boss culture is trying to take women and make them perform in a patriarchal mindset way and it's pretending to be empowering. Yeah. It's not. No, it's patriarchy disguised as empowerment. Exactly right. So yeah. the dance. <laughs> okay. Now, what it's not is saying that women shouldn't shouldn't hustle to make money. Like if you I don't care who you are, if you want to make money, awesome. There is zero things wrong with that. Right. We live in a culture where you need it to survive. You want to you want to have a life where you thrive. You want to have, I was going to say a private jet, but then I'm like, mm, the environment, please don't do that. But you know what I mean? You want to have like, you want to go big or go home. You want to have vacation homes. You want to travel. You want to do all kinds of, you know, wealthy person stuff. That's fantastic. I, I want you to get all of it. I'll, I'll come help. Tell me what you need. I think that's great. And I am especially a cheerleader of women taking that on and wanting to have like intelligence in, in finances. We're not too far yes. from generations where women had none of that. We couldn't even have a credit card in the seventies. Like there's nothing wrong with that. That's wonderful. I like yes. that too. Let's go. Agreed. Girl boss culture is different than that. And it's important to see the difference. Yes, it is. <laughs> Girl boss culture is telling you that you are doing something wrong if and the way to solve it is to work harder. It's to grind yourself into the ground to complete and utter exhaustion. And if if you don't come out on the other end as successful and rich, then you screwed up somewhere along the way. Exactly right. No sort of self-help empowerment work should have anything to do with the idea that you didn't do enough to get exactly. that is the opposite. Exactly. That is the opposite of what yes. to do. And it will take you further away from where you want to go. I, you can have, have financial goals. I encourage that. Absolutely have financial goals. Want to you know, own a company or, or have a lot of money or have a certain car or all of that stuff. Great. Have that, but do not fall victim to someone telling you that the reason you don't have it or the path to getting it involves pulling yourself away from your intuition, meaning your own feelings and how you want to feel and how you want to be and how you want to live and how you want to affect the world and what you want to do with it. When that's happening, you are being yanked straight into patriarchal capitalistic culture. Yeah. It's like just hustle harder. If I, it's the point now where when I hear someone on social media use the word hustle, my hackles are up and I'm on alert for like, what, what's the scam? Yeah. Agreed. And that word in itself is not bad. Hustling no. is great. You know, yeah. like especially to women, it really irritates me because most of the women I know are already doing so mother effing much that, you know, I want them to do less. <laughs> I want them to have more support. Do you know what I'm saying? And I don't mean less like work less. I mean, I do mean work less, but like a lot of women are mothers and a lot of women are doing the majority of the housework and the, the 
taking care of children and all of this. And then you're also telling them to work like 80 hour work weeks. Like it does not make sense. And this could be an entire episode on its own, (laughs) this whole like hustle culture thing, but like we should be doing less. Like we've been taught that, that success is like creating the ultimate balance, but that balance is us doing every aspect of our life at a hundred percent and somehow finding like the magic trick to pull that off. That's what we've been sold is the success of hustle culture when really that's not what balance actually is. Not even close, not even close. If there's no value in how you feel during the day, and if you are made to feel guilty because you take a break or you do something for yourself, you are in a a very toxic place. And people like Rachel Hollis promote that or did like, so you've got to be careful when you, when you see that pay attention. Now, do I think the girl boss movement started from this icky place? No, I don't. Do I think patriarchal capitalistic culture got its its hands on it? Yes, I do. And if you're not paying attention and researching and keeping your finger on the pulse, you're falling victim to it, which is why we are telling you to do that. Right. You've got to be aware. Exactly right. The other thing that I want to point out, I've said this before, I will be a broken record until the day. These are probably going to be my last words on my deathbed. (laughs) In the intuitive world, in any world, if you want to help somebody, if somebody is struggling and they're sort of like have a limiting belief or they're they're trying to get to a goal that they're having trouble getting to, or you're getting an intuitive hit of information that could help somebody, telling them what they're doing wrong or what they need to do flat out like that is hurting them. Yes. Tell us why, Heather. (laughs) Okay, I will. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give you an example and I'm going to explain why that's so destructive. And I can't, I cannot open a social media app without seeing it. (laughs) It's crazy. Okay. So let's say for example, you, you're talking to someone, you're doing some sort of intuitive reading for them. They say, should I, should I stay with, with my boyfriend or should I leave him? How many times have you heard that question in your career, Heather? Thousands. Thousands upon thousands. I can't even. Yeah. They come for an hour session to ask me that question. It turns into something else. I'm good at what I do. But anyways, (laughs) do not answer. Do you hear me? It does not matter if intuitively you know what to do. If you have an opinion, if I don't care if you're just talking to a friend, do not say do this because you have just robbed them of having any sort of understanding and like first person narrative on what they want. The reason they are asking you the question is not because they don't know the answer. They already know the answer. In fact, just in the asking of that particular question, the answer is very obvious. Right. Okay. They don't need you to say that they need you to help them vocalize and feel what they want. And they need you to support that. Right. And so when you give them the answer, you're saying that they're lacking the spiritual integrity. Completely. Because if I I say to you, yes, leave that bum. And you do. You will always question if it was the right decision because you just did it because I said. And next time you're in a situation in a relationship where you're not sure what to do and you have to like tune in and listen, you have no tool to do it. You rely on me now forever for that. Okay. 
Instead, if I walk you to being able to see it yourself, and if you do this, this kind of work and you don't have the skill, stop doing the work and go get it because it's not okay. Correct. You do not just say it. You say, okay, let's talk about how it would feel. Tell me, tell me where you are. Tell me what you're feeling. Tell me what you're thinking and lead them to what you know they want. It isn't about you. It isn't about how good you are at at picking up intuitive information. It is about them and helping them see the answer. This is what we call the literary world. And you probably learned it in eighth grade or seventh grade. I learned it in Miss Auntie's English class. This is called an epiphany. This is an epiphany, a moment of self-realization where you have to, the the person has to realize it themselves. That's where the value is. And like connecting the dots, like creating that moment of realization, that's where the power is. And I see so many people in all different forms and using all different tools, trying to sell sessions or readings or, or whatever for them to give you all the answers. That is not okay. That is not spiritual integrity. That is trying to scam people for their money. And I cannot be quiet about it. (laughs) You are taking advantage of someone if you are doing all of the work. Exactly right. And you're not actually helping them. You are just out to stroke your own ego and to make money. And I see people fall victim to this. And a lot of those people come to me to help unpack it and fix it later where they they've thought this. And then they're like, Oh, like I spent so much money. I messed up my life. I mean, I, you know, some of the stories, but you know, I've seen people, I saw somebody get COVID because they were told by another healing practitioner that they tapped in and they weren't going to get it. So they didn't worry about it and went out and got it and spread it to their whole family. That is lacking in spiritual integrity, my friends. That's lacking in basic morality. I mean, that's, right. that is disgusting is what it is. Right. And that's, that's not how you show up for people. And that's not how you use your intuition. And again, it's a detriment to the whole community when things like this happen. Exactly right. Okay. I, I want to read you a quote. Okay. And it's, it's from um, LeVar Burton, who is the reading rainbow. <laughs> Reading Rainbow. This has been stuck in my head for like three days since I wrote the quote down. <laughs> I love him. I love that whole show. Me too. So um, I'm, I'm saying this because I want to discuss it, but I'm also going to just say before this that um, I got a lot of the anger that people have towards me kind of in general is that like when you speak out against something, it sort of cancels it and people don't like that whole cancer culture thing. So this is why I'm bringing this up. Mm, Okay. So the quote is in terms of cancel culture, I think it's misnamed. I think we have a consequence culture and that consequences are finally encompassing everybody in society. Exactly. Exactly. Consequences don't just exist for black people. They don't just exist for poor people. They don't just exist for women. Now, through the power of social media, through like the, you know, the collective sort of getting louder and more intertwined, other people are now being called out. Yeah. And in a world, in the spiritual world, mm-hmm. in the world, in the woohoo intuitive world, whatever your name is for it, for a long time, there were no consequences to this kind of behavior. Correct. 
Now there are consequences for not having spiritual integrity and I will show up and you will show up to point it out. And if you lose followers because of it, or you have to reframe your business structure because of it, or take a, take a moment to learn something because of it, those are such minimal consequences for possible harm that you've done that it's, it's really, I don't have a lot of patience for you to complain about it. Right. And we've discussed on other episodes too, about cancel culture and how, you know, people are allowed redemption. Mm -hmm. You know, people do make mistakes and they're allowed to change. We're also not going to sit by and listen to this canceling of cancel culture (laughs) as a way to protect people from being called out. Exactly right. Exactly right. No, you can't say I'm just being, I'm just canceling this grab avoid code because you like it. Um, and, and just keep doing it what you're doing is protecting just another like white dude who's trying to scam people for money. Like, no, that's not okay. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he so, has consequences for his behavior. I mean, he went to prison. So, I mean, it's, it, and that's documented. So I don't know why people are even arguing with it, but, but yeah, also there are consequences. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Our, our, spiritual world is also being overrun currently with conspiracy theories. Yes. Now, listen, I love a conspiracy theory. I, I like, but as a means of like fun or to look into something, not as like you hear one and then you start buying into it completely. There's a difference between like the Mandela effect. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that type of conspiracy theory that is, interesting to look at the way we look at things as a culture or the way that time and energy works, the way space works. Great episode of ours too. If you haven't listened to it, go yes, ahead. we did a whole episode on that time slips, all of that stuff. That's very different than a piece of current events, current culture that literally stops your life in its tracks and starts to isolate you from the outside world. Yeah. If you, start- that's what we're seeing. Yeah. And, and- some of these conspiracy theories, especially in our, in the spiritual world, what I'm thinking of in particular is like people saying not to wear a mask and people saying not to get the vaccine and all of this. It is so wrapped in privilege that it's not even funny and people aren't even seeing that. So like have your opinions, but like do your research. And if you're, if you're like, listen, as somebody who's doesn't like the patriarchy and is here to smash it, I get questioning things that come out. I get questioning government guidelines. I get questioning the medical world. I get all of that. But you can't just say, oh, I'm I'm not going to believe it. I'm going to question it and think it's all bad. Like that, there's there's something very flawed in, in that thinking. Well, and the irony is that a lot of these current conspiracy theories that people are really in the thick of right now, a lot of people in the spiritual community in this, you know, woo woo community or whatever we want to call it, they're actually like created and sent down to be trickled through society by the patriarchy, by Uber, like right wing, alt right, super Christian groups. Like the thing that you think that you're teaching people about fighting about, you know, this, I'm in, I'm this love and light teacher and healer. And I want to like heal the world but you're actually hearing this information from the patriarchy. And then you're doing the dirty work of spreading it out. 
There's, you're so right. You've circled so far around. You've come right back to it. Fighting with the patriarchy. Now, this is controversial. Maybe you'll tell me to edit it out, Jamie. Maybe you won't. But there, we'll see. Time will tell. Okay. There is a political party. There's two of them, right? Two main yeah. political parties. Yeah. One of them is these one of the loudest agents of the patriarchy that exists. Yes. I don't feel like I need to say which one. I think it's pretty obvious. No, backed by fundamental Christians. Yes. Okay. If you are agreeing with the majority of things they're saying, probably a good indication that something has gone amiss and that you are now in line with the patriarchy. Right. I I think you can very easily say that. (laughs) But so, but what you're, but what you and I are missing Heather in that is that to know that you'd have to do the work. You'd have to do the work. You'd have to read the research. You'd have have to look like, where is Where did this conspiracy theory start? Where did this save the children sex trafficking conspiracy that I am screaming about on, on Instagram? Where did that begin? If you actually looked and researched and found out where it was, you actually looked into what sex trafficking really looks like, how it really impacts people who really perpetrates sex trafficking you would realize that you're actually being like a megaphone for like really dangerous white supremacist groups. Exactly right. If you, if you saw the human trafficking stuff and it triggered you and you wanted to help, good for you. Yes. If you did this one step of finding these agencies and experts who do this, who don't even work for the government, most of them. Some of them do, some of them don't. People who are active in this, who are experts in this and went to go, what do they say about it? Right. would have realized very quickly without one step, which is to me the first step you should do. Yep. Then read the questioning of it. Totally fine with that. But like, go look there first. If they're all saying this isn't right and this is a distraction from all of these other things and you're actually, what they're saying is like, you're actually making it harder for us to get the right information out by spreading this kind of stuff then you wouldn't have kept going. But you just saw something that you knew would get you likes on social media and that you thought would make you look a certain way and did that and did zero research. Right. And at the time, it was also detracting from the voices of BLM. Yes, it was an, It was like a distraction from all the George Floyd stuff. Absolutely. Look at the timing. Like that's, that's, attention. that's what we mean when we say you're doing the work of the patriarchy is that these things aren't coincidental. Yes, it, they've they've proved that the people who started that trafficking stuff are traffickers. Exactly. That's, you can find that. I'm not just saying that to be controversial. No, that's a thing. So like you have got to have that spiritual integrity. You have got to go with anything. You have got to go before I put my voice and my energy behind this. Let me look into it. And if you're not willing to do that, then please don't speak about it and spread it out into the world. It's not fair. Yep. Do the work. you got to do the work. Do the mother effing work. Ask yourself this question. What's my motivation? That's a great question. <laughs> that's a hard question to ask though, Heather. If you're someone that doesn't like to look at that stuff, if you're someone that's going to like very quickly be typing a nasty response to someone instead of doing the work, then it's going to be really hard to say, why am I doing this? I'm doing this to make myself look good or feel good, or I'm doing this for more likes or more follows. That might be, that might be a tough look. 
Agreed. And listen, if one of your reasons for why you're doing it is to get some more likes, great, good, get likes. Awesome. They can't be the main one. It cannot be the main reason. If it is, you do not have spiritual integrity. And also just for your own self, you're, it's not going to feel good. That's not something that's going to sustain you. That's not going to make you happy. That's just dead energy. That's not, that's seeking the approval of other people. That's pure ego, right? And that's not being in alignment. Yeah. You know, I like getting likes. I like seeing that. I like opening, well, I kind of a little bit traumatized by TikTok lately, but I like opening <laughs> that and seeing there's a lot of comments and, and people, I, that feels great. Awesome. But if you're just going out there to say something for that, you're not going like, I, this is what, why I do this work. This is why I want to, to bring this to people. If that doesn't lead the way, then that's when you need to stop and do some work. And then look at other people. If you're like, is this someone who, who has spiritual integrity? Look at what, what are they spreading this for? Like what right. is their, why, what are they trying to do? What's their motivation? You'll, I, I know it sounds so simple, but you'll, you'll see so much. I agree with you. So do the work yourself on yourself, please. Right. Do the, do the internal work first. Internal work first. And it's not, you're not going to like, it's not like one of those turkeys where like the little timer pops up that you're done. (laughs) I wish it was. (laughs) It's constant. It's, it's evolving. It's forever. That's what, that's really what spirituality is to be honest with you. It's, it's that evolving. It's doing the work. It's understanding yourself. It's seeing things from different levels. You're never going to be like, boom, you're some ascended master who knows everything. You're that's not going to happen to you while you're here. Right. <laughs> you're going to have to constantly learn and grow. And if you're saying like, this is what I want to do. And I want to, I want to, you know, help people. And I want to use my voice to influence people, but you, yet you're not bringing the integrity in. We got a problem, babe. Right. Right. you got to do the work internally and then externally and then do them together. You're allowed to make mistakes. Always but there are consequences always. Yeah. All right. I think I need a cocktail or something after that. I need a coffee. I know that. Okay. <laughs> Let's go um, fuel ourselves back up in whichever form we need. And um, we want to hear feedback from you guys. Yeah. Let us know about this. Like, let us know what you think about this. Did, did you get upset listening to some of this? Where did we, where did we ruffle your feathers? We want to know. Are you seeing it like we're seeing it? Do you see it out in the world? Are you noticing that that's happening? Are there parts of it you're having trouble with? We're here to talk it out. Listen, we we are here to listen to it. If you want to, it's not your job. <laughs> right. But if you need support and if there's some part of the spiritual community where you see a deficit, yeah, let, let us go kick down some walls. I don't know. We'll do whatever. So drinks and a nap. Sound good? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Can I ask everyone listening to do us a favor? Can you please go wherever you're listening to this, whatever platform you listen to the IGG on, can you go on for us, please? And like, whatever it's asking you to do, like, like, follow, download, rate, write a review. We would love for you to do that for us.
Hey, thanks for listening to our episode. For show notes and a place to send feedback, please visit our website, embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls. Again, that's embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls.